All right. Another episode yep, of Kings yep. and Priests. What's up, Dean? Oh, uh, a lot of things in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Staying busy. Hot. My little brother was in um, Park City last week for a work retreat. Uh-oh. And I talked to him yesterday and he said, I want to move there. He was oh, like, yeah. Everyone's I moving in. Loved it. He said <laughs> yeah, he the- got from he said he got from his hotel in Park City to his seat on the plane in Salt Lake City and under, I think he said it was like under 60 minutes. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, that's crazy. So Yeah. I'm um I'm flying a lot again for work. And um if my flight's at like seven thirty, I'll leave my house at you know, six fifteen, mm-hmm. and Dang. walk on the plane as the gate as it opens. Yeah. it's awesome. So yeah, yeah, super good. All, all I know of that is like trying to get from Salt Lake City Airport to Park City during Sundance or during a snowstorm. So it feels a lot longer, yeah. but really it's close if it's just like yeah. a, a normal. Yeah, normal. The, the airport's thirty five. Okay, and you know, never any traffic, don't matter what time, mm-hmm. it, it, and except if there's a weather. You guys are gonna start like doing what they're doing in Austin, actively trying to keep people from moving there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep all that. I know. Okay, so <laughs> I have like literally, better. I have one goal in this whole episode. I uh-huh. need you to tell me how in the world somebody yep. gave Adam Newman not just a little bit of money, but a lot, a lot of money. The largest check that A16Z has ever written to yep. Adam Newman of. of I mean, so yeah, so we, just should go ahead. Well, just just let's background it. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen, think, we, let's yes, we crashed. Yes, which I think is is an Apple. Is that on Apple? Uh, I think it's Apple or Hulu. I watched it on a plane. I don't, Hulu, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, one of them. Yeah. Uh, so you got to watch that. That's not, that's, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really um, good. And, you know, we, we were, our company is mm-hmm. based in Nashville mm-hmm. at a WeWork address. So we use yep. WeWork. Okay. We don't, we, we have a little pod there, but it's like, we just use it to collect mail and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the company. And the um, idea, the idea is like you can essentially rent office space. You can rent a desk, yep, or you can rent office space, but you're not paying big deposits. You're not liable for it's like in and out. You right. don't even think you have to sign a contract, except it's it's month to month, right? It's, yeah, it's like renting a ho- hotel room, yep. you know. And, and and but obviously, if you don't know the background, we were collapsed um, around how much it was worth because yep. Adam Newman pitched this real estate business as a tech business. Yes. And the reason he did if, that if this is went, because SoftBank, get much more. Yes. SoftBank gave him 16. The famous story is Masa from SoftBank, right? Gave him 16 billion. Yeah. Correct. Like on a plane, and like then, on, a, on a flight or something. Like he pitched him on the flight. It's yeah. Like yeah. The story, like some kind of crazy, crazy yeah. situation. Hey, Masa's in town. He's the limo's coming by. You got to, you got to run out there and, and, and you, know, you drive around with him. And then, then he, then he did eventually go and see the headquarters anyway. Yep. Like, uh, so it, he, they tried to value it as a tech business when everyone worked it out. I remember when Larry Ellison mm-hmm. of Oracle yep. kind of just, you know, it was t- tweeted or something. It's like this, this is not a tech business. That right. This and is not what we're saying it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a real estate company. It's a real estate play anyway. Mm-hmm. It all the the value of of how they were valuing, and you value a company at the moment of when you raise capital, right? That's that's the moment. If you're private, if you're public, the public markets put a value on you, right? But if you're a private company, the only way to really get close to what it's worth 
is when you raise money at a certain valuation, determining what percentage you get. So if your company's worth 10 million, you know, and I'm prepared to give you a million dollars for 10% of your company that mm-hmm. values it at 10 million, right? So private val- um, private funding moments are where companies get valued privately. Mm-hmm. And uh, WeWork was raising money at these ridiculous valuations without the revenue. So then it collapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he he's booted by the board. Because mm-hmm. they were going to go public, which they then yep. – kind of back on right because yeah, they could because the private valuation down. the private valuation in no way represented reality and so you take it to the public markets and that's when kind of the reality yeah. sets in and so but, they just well, kind of yeah because you have to disclose in the as a private company you know i don't have to disclose anything outside my board of directors in a public company i gotta tell the world i gotta i gotta the kimono is open. You get to see everything, right? Mm-hmm. And and you get to see revenue and growth and all the things. Mm-hmm. So after that happened, he's booted. Mm-hmm. And I think that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. We might, booted sure with what, what, what this article I read said, his exit package worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He made out like a bandit. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, I start hearing – he did a crypto thing. Yeah, it's called – um, it was on uh, Flow Carbon, right? It's a crypto carbon back tokens, right? Uh, Evidently, he loves the he led the financing oh. in, so he raised seventy million. Yeah, yeah, right. So he, now he's come up with this new real estate concept. So he's obviously a real estate guy. Yep. And uh, he's if you watch the the movie, the series, he's there. He was very influenced as a kid living in Israel and on a kibbutz, and everything's done by the community and. Mm-hmm. And that was his whole shtick, right? We need community. We need to yeah. love one another. And yeah. um, and that's his vibe. So he, this concept uh, called Flow, mm-hmm. <laughs> he must be into yoga, um, is a residential real estate startup that is essentially, it's a building full of people, but it has all this fun stuff and you create community. It's, it's like the WeWork concept in, in a residential environment. Which is what he was initially – wasn't that initially part yeah. of what he wanted to do in the first place? It, it was WeWork, all jumbled they in. They were trying to do like – remember there was like the WeWork Hotel and then there was like right. the – you know. Right. Yeah. So that's the concept. <laughs> so the question is he just raised three hundred and fifty. the biggest million. check from pr- one of the pr- premium top five – VC funds, Andreessen Horowitz, mm-hmm. aka uh, A16Z. Yeah. Um, and and that is just shocking. Yep. It's shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what do I know? The memes, the memes, the internet kind of went crazy. I love like, the memes. It was, it was, it was great. So, okay, it's a pre-launch company. This values the pre-launch company at over a billion dollars. A billion, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's let's dig into a few things that are interesting to me about this before we get into Mark Andreessen wrote a blog post about it that, yeah. I, you know, I kind of maybe explains a bit about why Adam Newman, why this scenario. Right. So here's what's interesting. So in this blog post, Andreessen talks about the U.S. has a housing crisis, is in a housing yeah, crisis. That's, that, that's true. And um, come to find out his, where was this? Okay, uh, less than two weeks ago, the Atlantic revealed that Mark Andreessen and his wife wrote a letter to 
the Atherton, California planning office, where they stressed their opposition to a proposal to increase multifamily homes in Atherton, adding that it would decrease their home's value. So there's sort of this kind of thing here where essentially he's being called a hypocrite. We're going to, you know, I'm going to invest in this company that's building these multifamily units while at the same time trying to keep my area that I live in from, from expanding into that while at the same time saying there's a housing. Yes. Saying there's a housing crisis. Um, So first and foremost, it seems like he has a strong thesis on the future of housing in the country, which as someone who's one wanted to buy their first home for the last couple of years, it's yeah. a different world than it was 15, 20 years ago in order to buy a house. Very much. The, the, I still don't know that I would live in a flow apartment. I don't know if, community. if a community, yeah, but that, that just, that's kind of beside the point. So it's almost like, is he, they're saying, okay, there's this massive, there's going to be this massive, massive housing crisis. We need to at least put our hat in the, in the, right. you know, in the Which is all great, yeah, right. Yes. Um, I actually think the concept is sound. Like it's all good. Mm-hmm. The question is, is how on earth does a guy that failed so bad mm-hmm. in his last very public venture mm-hmm. continue to raise money for things that aren't real yet? Their ideas, right, and get this kind of valuation? It's just shocking. It's crazy and and awesome at the same time. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Right. So he writes this blog post about why they're making this investment. And he's not talking to any reporters. Every, basically every article I read said he, they just refer, refer back to our, refer back to our blog post, refer back to our right. blog post, whatever. Right. So he it's says not. this, he says, Adam being Adam Newman, this is Mark Andreessen is a visionary leader who revolutionized the second largest asset class in the world, commercial real estate. By bringing community and brand to an industry in which neither existed before. Okay. Would you say that's true? Yeah, but he, he took a $40 billion value company down to what, six? Yep. So yeah. he, did, he did revolutionize a lot of things. He just didn't do it in a way that, you know, where he could sustainably grow that business and, and be accepted by the board and make good decisions. Like he was reckless. There's a scene in the show mm-hmm. where he goes to see Jamie Diamond of JG Morgan mm-hmm. and he wants to borrow money off his stock. Yeah. And he's, he asks like 20 million and Jamie Dimon's like, you need a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like 100 million. Yeah. And then he just begins to just blow this money. Yes. Like the guy's obviously a visionary. He's obviously has great ideas, but he's not a proven builder. He hasn't built anything. Right. He keeps making dumb decisions. So like if, if Andreessen's going to be on the board and watch this guy like a hawk and, and manage this, Okay, I mean, I guess that's what's going to happen. And I'm not uh, rooting for his failure. I want right. Adam to win. Yes, but man, it, it is it is just amazing how forgiving yes. Silicon Valley is. Yes, exactly. And I want to get into that in one second. I do. I want to just give my hot take that may not age well, but maybe it it will. When mm-hmm. I first read this on this whole thing, so he says. If for all the energy put into covering the story, this is blog post. Often, it's often underappreciated that only one person has fundamentally redesigned the office experience and led a paradigm-changing global company in the process. So, I don't I mean, think WeWork was a fundamentally game-changing thing. 
the concept was already something. The I concept was use... already something. I don't want to go, maybe, and maybe it's just me. And I've done a WeWork here in LA for a period of time, oh. a few years back. I don't necessarily want to go drink beer with other random solo. Right. Like I want to go to a place and I want to work and then I want right. to come home. And if I have a choice, I want to work from my house. Right. Here's my thing. I think that there, this is a lot of very wealthy, successful people. Right. Trying to predict what an entire class of people that they don't have any real connection to at all want and need in either a workplace or a place to live. I have yeah. friends that live here in LA that live in one of those collective, we have yeah. a mini kitchen, a living room, a bedroom, but then we have like two kitchens on our floor. Yeah. And it's a nightmare. They hate it. Right. I, I don't know. There's just something about all this that feels a bit like a bit of a miscalculation. And I'm not saying I'm smarter than these than Mark and Jason. No. But I Look, do wonder who's yeah. actually going to use this. Mm. Who's going to use this? And is it going to be affordable? And is it going to be affordable? Exactly. For, and and this, if you've got three kids and you, know, you want to send them to a good school, this is probably not for you. Right. Um, <clears throat> if you're in your 20s and you want to party mm -hmm. with a bunch of other 20s, this, this could be for you. That could yep. be the concept. Is there enough of those people? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but here's the deal. Like, he's got this business plan. He goes and sees, you know, Andreessen. He pitches it. Andreessen, and they send it to his, you know, committee. They all talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, probably for a month. And they come back with, yes, we'll fund it. And, yes, we're going to give you this money. And, yeah. yes, we're going to value yeah. it a billion dollars. That is the – that's what's That's dropping. crazy. Yeah. 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 It's almost like – well, okay, and this is the last thing he says, and then the, yeah, let's, this will lead into that kind of like somebody getting another chance. He said, we understand how difficult it is to build something like this, and we love seeing repeat founders build on past successes by growing from lessons learned. For Adam, the successes and lessons yep. are plenty, and we are excited to go on this journey with him and his colleagues building the future of living. So here's what this feels like to me. I'm a huge NFL fan. Right. This feels like when a team takes a risk on a really problematic player Mm -hmm. knowing, hey, if this is going to work anywhere, we're going to make sure it's going to work here. So they did this with Des Bryant, right? Who's this like famous player for the Cowboys. They signed him to this like hundred and something million dollar contract, but he had like security with him all the time. He basically, right. he had a curfew. There was all of these things. They managed And so it was like, we're going to make this bet, but we're going to keep our hands on this guy really, right. really uh, tightly. And I almost wonder if that's what they're doing here, where it's like, yo, this is either going like work it. or yeah. it's not, but we're going to take a risk on this guy, right? Like, that's kind of what it feels like yeah. to me anyway. And if it's going to work, we'll make the bet and we'll get the, you know, reward for, for, for the risk. So, yeah, 100%. Um, and, and look, oh, I, I believe in all those things, like learning from past mistakes, mm -hmm. um, you know, redemption, the whole the, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about redemption. redemption. If you could describe what the Bible is, it's yeah. one word, mm -hmm. redemption. Mm -hmm. From the sin in the first, you know, um, chapters all the way through to, you know, the book of Revelation, redemption is the thing. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting to me, observing and living in the business world and observing and living in the ministry world in my past yep. life, um, sometimes, and I've said this more than once, Sometimes the business world is more redemptive and believing in the comeback than the church world. Mm -hmm. And 
that's just fascinating to me. Having been in one yeah. for 20 years and the other for 10 years, um, I've got a good enough observation to, and, and this is like a, a perfect example yeah. of someone trying to redeem someone else from a massive failure Yeah, to the point where like TV shows were made about it and mm -hmm. poked fun yes. at him. Yeah, it wasn't just some person. guy who kind of failed at something. This was, I mean, there was it's accusations massive. of fraud. There were, I mean, they were talking a massive, massive yeah. Yeah. fall from grace, so, so to speak. What, I've always kind of been fascinated by this, mm -hmm. this um, sense of, and it's, you can go and read many instances where founders that did not do well in their first or even second go mm -hmm. were rebacked. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and it's, I think something that, Christians, you know, and especially church leaders, we can learn from. Mm -hmm. Like, for, you know, it's a cliche. Uh, I think it was uh, failure isn't final. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know who said it, but mm -hmm. um, but that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the truth. And I, I think the, the little lesson from this kind of shocking thing, for, you know, as a, a looking side on here is that redemption giving people another chance, mm -hmm. believing in people, um, not, not um, holding past mistakes against right. them. Mm -hmm. So they are not like, so they're not prohibited yeah. from not prohibiting them from doing, doing something things again. Right. I just think, I just think the business, especially the tech world mm -hmm. has this down mm -hmm. better sometimes than the church world. So some would say, which I agree completely. Um, I think some, some would say, well, right, but there's financial gain on one side, right? So like, you know, someone can say, yeah, but this big time capitalistic investor, of course, he didn't care about this guy's integrity. He just sees dollar signs, right? Um, what would you say to someone that said that? Because I, I, I understand that perspective, but at the same time, yeah. it, it's, it's uh, you're still... You know, they're not just writing this guy a check. They're they're connecting themselves to him. Totally. For a very long not, time. This is not buying lottery tickets. Right. This is you know they're making a bet on a person or a business. Mm -hmm. I, I would say prior to my experience in this world, I would probably have said that. But having been in this world and been mm -hmm. around VC and private equity, um, this it's actually just for profit. Right. And as much as you kind of want, I didn't get that. Could you try again? That was serious. <laughs> Thank you. Well, don't have an answer for that. God Is bless. there something else I can help with? No, go away. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Why do you? Why do you think that it's that way in church and ministry? Like, <laughs> what, what? What is that? Is it because? Yeah. What? What do you think? It's like, why do you things. think that is? It's a lot of things. It's um, look the the consequences of mistakes in a spiritual sense is you know they're called sins, right? There's mm -hmm. there's wrongs that as humans we do. The problem is is that as humans we're asked to think like God, which is right. forgive and forget. That's very mm -hmm. difficult as a human, right? And there's a degree of forgive and forget you know, like how bad the sin was. Um, right. I, you know, I, the Bible's pretty clear about some sins being more judgmental than others. Right. But mm -hmm. post the death on and the resurrection of Jesus, there is a 
a, a redeemed, and I describe grace like when I walk around, there is a covering that doesn't allow God to see my sin. It's called the blood of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I have the license to do wrong things. It just means right. when I do them, God can't see them as I repent. Right. That's how I. That's how I describe it. Um, mm-hmm. That's hard to do. At, as for, now, in the human. Now I'm looking at you, and you know someone's done something wrong. I don't. I don't have the ability to look th- through the blood of Jesus and see you right. as a forgiven person. I should, mm-hmm. as God told me to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard. So I think you know. In business, you're like, yeah, there's, um, they're making these bets on these companies that are giving them money. There's a yeah. bit, it's capitalism for sure. But, but there's, you know, think about all the ESG stuff that's going on right now. Some of it yeah. is absolute crap. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some of it is, you know, it comes from, you know, businesses wanting to do good, not just well. You're right. Right. And I get that. Like, mm-hmm. um, so there's, there's this kind of sense somehow in in the tech world where you are forgiven uh, fairly mm-hmm. quickly, unless you're a crook, mm-hmm. right? You, yes. you can't be Thanos, yeah. you know, and right. and do that and come back, um, right? But you can swing for the fences and fail miserably and mm-hmm. be given another chance. I think that's a really good point, right? Um, because there is a difference between swinging for the fences being green, making decisions that only a novice would make, yeah. you know, like obviously like the guy didn't manage cash. Well, like all the stuff that yeah. this guy didn't do well, right. what he was able to do really was impressive. And then at the same time, it didn't seem like he was like a, a fraud. He wasn't stealing right. money. No, he believed. He wasn't being dishonest. He, he fully believed in what he was doing. He I was a true believer. Key, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, the mm-hmm. gift he has was, you know, imparting the vision, which is probably the number one thing a CEO needs to have is right. not just believe in your thing, but know how to transfer the, the you know, the, the, the excitement and the vision that you have for something to someone else. Yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the CEO's number one job. Um, mm-hmm. then you have to manage and, and, you know, do it all properly. And so eventually it makes yeah. money and whatever and spend your capital mm-hmm. to grow, but to the point where, you know, you can't spend yourself out of existence, but right. he was really good at that. And obviously he still is. And obviously he has yeah. this passion about, you know, housing and real estate that he wants to go solve some mm-hmm. problems and, you know, mm-hmm. Mark and Dreesen agrees with him. So off they go. Like, yep. I hope, it, yep. I hope they win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and solve a problem. And and it's just good, I think, for Christians and those in Christian leadership to think about, like, you know, is are there people that have not been given another chance in, yeah. you know, your church because you struggled with forgiveness? And I think just just a good thing for Christian leaders to think through and talk about. It's mm-hmm. business it yeah. really well. So what would you – I want to, like, maybe look at this from – two angles and make it like a bit more personal to people. So let's say, so you're a CEO, uh, you're also an investor. So what are some things that you would, I don't want to say exclude someone from getting a second chance, right? but what, what would be, so like, you know, I kind of a guy that was a business mentor to me for many years, he would fire you on the spot if he caught you lying or he caught you stealing. Right. 
everything else <clears throat> we can work through. Right. You make a mistake, you totally. do something wrong, you make a big bet and you miss, whatever it might be. Right. So like for Dean as an investor yep. or as a CEO, yep. what is like, yeah, like, give me some framework for what yep. you're like, what is the unforgivable? Yep. Not really. You know what I mean? Sure. The, the unforgivable, anything criminal, so to speak. Right. Yep. Anything criminal, which means there's laws. Yep. That, that, that's a bucket, right? Yep. Not all are unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Some are forgivable, Some are. right? So there's laws, yep. right? Let's say you, you had too much to drink and got a DUI, right? And let's say that's the first time that's ever happened in your life. I, right. That's never happened to me, but let's just say that was your sin. Yes. Uh, you know, I can, I can forgive and redeem and let's go get yep. you some help and let's like, let's get you back in the saddle yep. and let's not ever do that yep. again and make sure yep. you got money in your Uber, connect to the account and yep. just don't be dumb, right? Like that's yep. just a good yep. teaching moment. If you're embezzling yep. money and stealing from the company and like, that's a bit different, you know, mm-hmm. kind of struggle with that one. Um, mm-hmm. if it's a, if it's a, uh, personal, you know, like if it's a divorce or let's say, let, let's say you had a personal failure, that's, yep. that's in the forgiveness bucket and the redemption bucket yep. all day long. Um, mm-hmm. you know, deficiencies in, in character and like there's, there's plenty of things that if it was my kind of line of redemption, like where I met, it was easy for me. If you confessed before you were yeah. found, that was right. <laughs> that, like that's <laughs> top of the list, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, I just need to tell you something. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. If you were found out without confession, did you humble yourself and massively mm-hmm. repent? That's mm-hmm. the next level. Mm-hmm. Um if you were found to be doing something and were unrepentant and not eager to take any kind of counsel, that that made it difficult, right? So the, those <clears throat> those are kind of the three kind of thresholds for me. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's you know, it's something that I, I think we we just need to be aware as as Christians of the redemptive work of God is never done, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, in in this kind of instance, we're comparing it to give, giving a failed guy like millions and millions, millions of dollars yeah. to have another crack at it. And I just, I just think yeah. it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's so good. And it's something anyone can do. Like even just person on person in a company, your yeah. coworkers, your boss, whoever oh. it might be. I do think like leading the way in that. Yep. forgiveness, second chance, yep. have another go at it right. is a massive, yep. is a massive thing. And I think you're, you're totally, totally right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know that I would ever use it, but I do hope that it, let's keep an eye on it. I hope that it works <clears throat> and we'll keep an eye on it. And, you know, I knew a lot of people that worked at WeWork for a long period yeah, of time. Yes. I really liked it. Who really liked working there. And, yep. um, so, you know, I'm yep. sure, I'm sure his antics will continue and we'll see what happens with it. Absolutely. But, <laughs> awesome. Dean, as usual, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you guys back here next week. You bet. <laughs>